Welcome, gorgeous souls and gorgeous hearts. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Soul with Janet and Caroline. And today we're going to share about perfectionism. I mean, I tried to be perfect mom, to have a perfect life, to have a perfect look, to have a perfect whatever. And I realized what a high demand I put on myself and how it just, just fed my inner critic. And while I was looking and waiting for perfect time, perfectionism, I missed life. I missed the joy. I was never in the here and now, in the precious moment. And of course, I lost myself trying to be perfect. So today it's all about perfectionism. Share with us in the comment if you're also a recovering perfectionist or where you were looking for perfect times or habits. Thank you, Janet, for being with me here. Perfect, Janet. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, th I think this is a very, very important topic because it affects so many of us or has affected so many of us and many of us can relate to it. Because like you, Caroline, I think it's also society's expectations put upon us, which then are ingrained into sort of becoming our own expectations. I know for a fact that I would, have, when I worked, um, I was always trying to overachieve and over deliver and over people please and all the time. and. I mean, if I was doing anything, it had to be 100% or 110%. I just couldn't accept things that were like, oh, 80%, that's done. No, it had to be perfect. And if it wasn't perfect, I wasn't pleased. And that went on for years. And of course, people could say that, oh, go to Janet because she'll do an exceptional job. So then you get more stuff pushed your direction because you're, and then you're overwhelmed and I must admit that happened to me a lot was that I would take on so much and then be always trying to achieve this perfection level. And I remember even in my own my own first apartment that I that I had in London, because I was sort of like all my friends were still overseas and doing stuff. I spent a lot of time on my own at weekends <laughs> and my apartment was perfect. Everything was in its place. And even in the cupboards, I became OCD to the point where tins had to be a certain way. They had to be sort of like done in a certain way. And I remember my sister came to visit and my sister was just like, so not like that. And she would just like throw high, you know, not even hang her coat up. It was thrown. And I'd be like hanging it up. Why is it on the floor? Um, and then she'd go into the kitchen and she would just like set things down. And it was absolutely did my head in we had a we had a major fallout argument over it and she just could not say what was the issue whereas to me it was like but that lives there and you need to put it back there and it was like you're not putting it there and this level of perfectionism continued for quite a while and it is only more recently and I'm going to mention the dog again 
that taking on board the puppy has pushed that all out the window. Because now, as you can see, I've got sort of railings here behind me because she's eating the books. You know, we've got boards up behind the sofa because we have to stop her getting. And you know what? It's created this in my house and the, the toys all over the place. And I thought, how am I going to cope with this? But you know what? Because I've come so far on my journey, I just accept it now. I just accept it because, yeah, tidying up a bit and whatever. But I don't I don't let it. It doesn't get to me the same way anymore. And it's actually a relief because it's really hard to be constantly keeping things perfect all the time. It's so much energy. What about you, Caroline? You're nodding there. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And also it's it's sometimes if it has everything has to be structured and in its place, it's the need for security, knowing where things are, that it's you know nice and calm and and yeah, please don't let anyone come because you know maybe this is your safe haven and everything. But yeah, absolutely perfectionism and I mean, I remember even in my marriage, you know, the chairs had to be the same distance, you know, right at the table. And then um, sometimes the kids played or moved the chairs and then my now ex-husband would come home and say, oh, the chairs. And, and so I made sure everything was sort of, <laughs> you know, perfect. But of course, I had, I myself had the need to be the perfect wife, to be the perfect mom. And I completely exhausted and I forgot that the joy, you know, that I could play with my kids. Yeah, that I could roll in the dirt, that I, um, yeah, the toys everywhere and, and that we can have an easy dinner, pasta dinner. You know, it had to be. Sometimes from outside or sometimes from myself, I thought yeah, they need a good dinner, you know, vegetables. And, and it went so far that I only bought fresh vegetables and always chopped vegetables in the evening because we had dinner together. And then it was, I think, after my separation and then I finally got a pack of frozen veggies because I didn't have time if after school or or something and I came home and I thought, and I thought that was easy. <laughs> that was so easy, you know, I thought, oh, and it doesn't harm them. You know, for me, it was frozen vegetable was sort of like, I'm not a good mom, you know, a perfect mom does this. But I learned that you can't be a perfect mom. You can't be a perfect anything. You just, you're a mom, an imperfectly perfect, a perfect imperfectly mom and bring the joy in. And yeah, we are only human beings, you know, and leaning on the perfectionism can really ruin life, the joy, the fun, the, the memories you build with your children because they like like puppies or children, they don't look whether your makeup is perfect, whether your hair is perfect, whether you have the perfect dress. Uh, they just they just want to spend time. They want their heart and soul connection with people. And yeah, and sometimes you met people that are sort of 
so focused on how they look and how they act and it felt sort of like in a in a fun script it fe felt so unreal you know and then when you see it I was like okay no I, I I'd rather be a human I'd rather be a mom and uh, yeah do my best of course but it doesn't have to be perfect because perfectionism is such a heavy heavy burden and like you said it, it drains your energy and for me it was also your growing up I wanted to be the perfect child the good girl you know and letting that go you know only felt loved when I was the good girl helping and everything and and clearing that healing that and arriving in my heart and soul and doing the best I can sort of releasing that heavy cloak of perfectionism absolutely I mean you've just sort of like summed it up as well and it is it is very heavy on you it's a very hard place to be and it is comes from so many reasons but generally it's from society we see all the time on social media these perfect examples of you know celebrities and their perfect lifestyle and their perfect this and their perfect children and their perfect holidays and their perfect house and, their, and we're absorbing that this is how life is and it's not the reality is completely different um and we have to find that truth of ourselves and free ourselves from that because it is like a heavy shekel holding us down um and once you're freed from it it's actually a great release because you've now got that energy back to focus it on the things that truly make your heart and soul sing and the things that do bring you joy for me the sim it's the simple things it is that walk with my dog and enjoying the blossom at this time of the year it is you know just time just sitting reading a book and not worrying about oh you know do the benches does kitchen need clean does the fridge need I mean yeah all that needs to be done at some stage but does it need to be done every week no it doesn't <laughs> no no and I think you're right as a as a mother as well I mean yes you want to do the best for your children and there's a lot of things out there showing the perfect mother but realistically it is the biggest thing that you can give your children is love that unconditional caring nurturing love and you see so many like examples of the perfect families but the children aren't receiving that nurturing energy that they need and they would much rather have that I mean I, I only know from sort of having nephews and nieces but when we used to go it wasn't about the big gift or shiny present or anything like that it was about the fact that my husband and I would get down and play with them or we'd take them out and we'd do something fun. And they much more enjoyed that. Because I've asked them, you know, when now they're older, and I said, you know, you know, you got presents now and again, but, you know, we like to do things with you. And I said, oh, no, they love that because they've got great memories now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that makes my heart and soul sing, because that's lovely to know that we, because we did that, they've got, memories good memories from their childhood so that's precious and it's absolutely it's the time we spend together you know 
and and that love we share and that connection and sometimes it's just sitting together or hugging them when they don't feel so well and that they know they can always come to you or like the puppy you know they know this is my home now this is my family and and they feel safe and and the greatest gift we can give our children is that they can be themselves because we try so hard to be something else you know bending over backwards to please others or or just yeah sharing that perfect life you know i remember we have so many photographs perfect family photographs and that sort of it it it, it just felt felt so staged you know it was sort of like everybody was perfectly dressed and then we took about 20 photos till one was good with all one else sort of yeah, it looked nice, but it looked unreal in a way. It wasn't true life, you know. I'd rather have photograph of my kids dirt on the face, <laughs> laughing or rolling in the garden, you know. It's just sometimes those are the things. And like you said, memories, yeah. Spending time, going on a little adventure, having a little outing is so precious and then you have that bond you know only by spending time together you have that bond together and that's what what children want most you know not another lego or whatever so yeah and yeah perfectionism can be so hard but it's us who put ourselves in that prison so it can only be us that frees us, you know, stepping out of that wish or that strife for perfectionism. Absolutely. Not always easy, but just taking that first step and trying new things and make life easier. I mean, I learned that life can be easy and full of joy. And beforehand, it was so hard and also focused on the outside, you know, and we're never perfect. We never achieve the perfect moment, you know. We can try as hard as we want. So living more and letting perfectionism go slowly. And I think, I don't know about you, Janet, but when I started my business, it was the same thing. It had to be perfect, you know. A blog post had to be perfect before it was posted. And, and sometimes it took me weeks and months. And then by the time it was finally perfect, the timing was gone in a way. So rather done than perfect because perfectionism or trying to have it perfect is sort of a form of not doing it of of a way to having a reason not to publish it or putting it out there or speaking here and yeah. i mean we came so far janet isn't it i mean we have 41 <laughs> and soul show and it's 
not rehearsed. We just get the topic. We just chat. We improvise. It's or we just share our own experience from the heart and soul because we are content with who we are. And I think when I was striving for perfectionism, I was never content with who I am. And when we are content, it doesn't matter what we wear or how we look or how tired we are, you know, it's still fun. You know? <laughs> I know, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's been a couple of incidents in my life, this recovering perfectionist um, scenarios. One, when we got married, my husband and I got married, we had photographers, wedding photographers, and I have to say, we ended up, and I kept saying to them, I don't want to spend long doing photographs because I'm not, I don't, I'm not, don't love being that side of the camera. And it went on forever. And in the end, I was like, I just have had enough. But you know, my favorite photograph, I've got two favorite photographs. One was right at the end when I was getting really annoyed. And <laughs> Mark just grabbed me. And my nose is red and he's just come up and he's just hugged me from behind and we're laughing. And I have this big red nose and we're just laughing. And that is my favorite photograph from our wedding because it was the most genuine. And then another one a friend took of coming out the church and I'm, I'm standing chatting to someone and it was just, and people are milling about and it was just because they were true. They weren't that staged perfectionist look and they're my favorite. And then when we, we did our house renovation, <laughs> talk about challenging the perfectionist in me. It's either kill or cure. <laughs> and doing it through, you know, lockdown and Brexit. And I mean, you talk about everything we went to do, we were challenged. Every single thing. And everything I thought, oh, should be like this. And I would come on site and I go, well, that's not how we said it was going to be. And it was like constantly every day coming and sort of like, oh, that's not quite what I wanted. And I'm told, well, that's what that's how that's what you're getting. And I'm like, well, and the house, because it was renovated, and not knocked down and just redone. It's all quirky angles. And that was doing my head in as well. And it's funny now I look back because, you know, Caroline, on my journey, I've, I've come through so much in the last few years. And now I just laugh. Um, because now none of that matters. This is our home. It feels like home. Yes, I feel safe and secure now and grounded here. And none of that matters. None of it matters now. It's, and it's a home. It's not a show house. It's a home. And that's, you know, feels different because I've walked into people's places and they're so, you know, perfect. Like everything's just perfect. And you sit there like you're afraid to move. Um, <laughs> um, and that's that's what I don't want I want this to be a home where people can come in and kick off their shoes and feel and I, hopefully that's what we've created here and now with the dog in the mix it's like <laughs> you've got to put up with a crazy dog too yeah and that's I think that's authentic isn't it other other things is just like stage and it's important, yeah, to create a home. And yeah, what I learned is just not taking life too seriously. You know, I mean, it's always we plan things and it goes different. And 
just going with that flow and taking it in strides, you know, and making the best out of of it, of the moment. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> people come to my home and the sofa is covered in blankets because of the cat and the dog and everything. It's just like there's dog hair everywhere and and there are children's stuff. There are tons of photos and it's just it's good it feels good I'm comfortable and if people come and don't feel comfortable because it's too much stuff around is it my problem no No. but it can be triggering you know sometimes is that home you know if I invite someone is it good enough you know sort of but it's my home and I love to feel comfortable and that's good and yeah so are there any tips or insights you have for people when they realize their perfectionism traps them in a way I mean for me I think it was about first thing is being aware of that is something that I'm not saying is an issue but something that is if it's affecting you that you are, do become aware of it. And I think once you start to become aware of things, you can start to observe and, and see what's going on and maybe just start to re- release a little bit of like, does that have to be done today? Well, actually, no, it could wait because I've got other things to do or, you know, that it, you're not being controlled by it. Um, because I know I was very much everything had to be done certain times and certain stages and you know it was quite challenging and the other thing is recognizing that your perfectionism steals your joy because the more you're concentrating on getting these things perfectly perfect which is never going to happen because there's always unforeseen and your expectations get burst um, is that, you know, just go, right. Oh yeah, no, that's, I'm happy with that and leave it at that and sort of know that learn to be content with almost being there. And if you can't control it, just go right. Well, I just have to accept. There's a lot of acceptance along the way as well with recovering from perfectionism. You, you just have to accept that that's how it, that's how it's going to be. And you can't change it. So you've got to learn to accept it. And that was a key turning point for me. Because as I said, mentioned about the house, particularly when you're living in it and you're seeing the things all the time, you know, I just had to start saying to myself, that's just how it is. I just have to accept. I just have to live with it. It's fine. It's working. It's doing, would have liked it differently yes but it's all functional it looks great you know and just accepting mm-hmm. how it is and I have to say that helped to release a lot of that tension and stress mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. to the point now I have yeah it's just a little bit chaotic but this is so <laughs> this is fun isn't it it's just you know sometimes if everything has you know it's nice but if it's a bit chaotic it's more intriguing 
More, I like that more fun. Yes, absolutely. Because I don't know what animal I'm going to sit on when I sit on the couch these days. There's a flamingo and there's a moose and there's a whatever she's left there. And chances are you sit on everything. <laughs> I mean, we just, we just accept that, and and we just love having her in our lives. So you know that also. I there's no way I look now and I think I could have coped with having her in our lives before because of how I was. But now it's, it's not the the challenge that it was. Absolutely not. And she brings us so much joy mm-hmm. at the same time. And we love her to bits. So, yeah, can cope with it now. Yeah. <laughs> you any tips, Caroline? Yeah, it's also about accepting. And I think especially if you put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect, or have that need to be the perfect girl, woman, mother, wife, whatever. It's just that affirmation, I accept you fully, just the way you are. Or I accept myself fully, just the way I am, is truly helping. And I think it also embracing that non-perfect parts of you because that's also hard when we we all have good parts you know we feel good about and then we have the parts we feel like yeah okay and pushing those aside or hiding them constantly is a lot of work so accepting all of who we are and playing with it yeah like having a dog and squeaky toys around and and or when I cleaned my flat then of course my dog gets cleaned her paws when she comes in you know things like this because fresh paw prints on a freshly owned <laughs> that's that's not not a thing I like you know just after you cleaned the house but you know making the most of each moment and and allowing yourself to be relaxing, embracing yourself just the way you are. And, and remember that the grass is always greener on the other side. And often we compare apple to pears. You know, it's just like when we compare the best of someone's life to the worst day in our life, we're yeah. always failing. But there is no comparison there's only you and your life and making the most out of it and yeah accepting and take it with a grain of salt you know find the humor in things sometimes you know things went terribly wrong and then I stood there in the kitchen laughing just just because it might it was just too hilarious you know the pot was overthrown and everything was there sort of it's either crying or laughing and you know it's not that I can could do anything it just happened and yeah, yeah. acceptance and then yeah moving forward and this is okay kids do you want to go do McDonald's tonight <laughs> you know anything just easy you know and it's just yeah I think it's also being about flexible you know if things don't go that way there's always a plan B or C or D or E and you have the whole alphabet to go through it's I think sometimes we fixate on one thing and then we miss that there are so many other options it's like 
I mean, we both love roses, but tulips are great too, or daffodils, or, you know, there are so many flowers out there. So we don't have to have just one, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that being a flex- flexible, like a tree. <laughs> um, I love that because adaptability is another thing and resilience are other terms that work with that. And perfectionism makes you too rigid that you're not able to bend. And that's, I know that's how I was. And then sort of, it's almost like when something happened, that storm came, you cracked and that was it. Whereas you didn't have that, um, sense of resilience of being able to bend with the storm so I think that definitely if you feel that this is resonating with you that you are a perfectionist and you can realize that it is taking so much energy and sucking the fun out of your life to be quite honest you know really sort of reach out to us because both of us run programs where we can help to shift that and I know how such a huge difference it's made in my life. And do you know, the biggest compliment I think I had was from my sister, who's always been one of my biggest critics. Um, I think it's that sort of, you know, you have sisters as well. Um, <laughs> and she said to me a couple of weeks ago, we were chatting on the phone and we were just chatting about things. And she said, you know, you've completely changed you. It's like, you're completely a different person. And I said, I feel a different person. I feel like I am now who I am. And that's, I can't tell you how, how freeing, liberating that is to have that sort of, it's like that perfectionist shell has cracked open and what's left is this sort of like, me (laughs) the true essence of me and who I'm supposed to be and you know we both talk about this about you know your authentic truth of who you are living through your heart and your soul is really connecting with who you truly are and I think so many people have lost their way with that I know I had because of the way life is and the structure of things and until you can find your way back again you won't feel that freedom definitely Definitely if you feel you know reach out to us we're here for you yeah and I love that you know when we can accept ourselves and be ourselves we can let others be so when your sister comes over and just throws her coat on the floor no no problem the dog will go play with it and if she just scatters things in the kitchen you'll be fine, you know, then you'll have a cup of coffee, you know, and that's it, isn't it? And that's easy and fun and joyful and true life because, yeah, when you release perfectionism, you can focus on things that truly matter, the heart-to-heart connection. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us. Reach out and we'll speak to you again next week with the topic of overthinking yep <laughs> take care love <Be> and <laughs> have a good day thanks